Readers, my name is Jason Jeffries, and this is Bookin, brought to you by Quail Ridge Books, Raleigh, North Carolina's trusted community bookstore. My guest today is Christopher McDougall, New York Times bestselling author of Born to Run and Natural Born Heroes. His new book is Running with Sherman, The Donkey with the Heart of a Hero, published by our friends at Alfred A. Knopf. Chris, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jason. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's an honor to have you here. And first things first, Chris, when you were in Raleigh last week at Quail Ridge Books, you gave my son Van a temporary donkey tattoo, and he refuses to wash it off. So thank you so much for that. He's having a lot of fun with it. I'm just glad he didn't put it on his forehead. Yeah, those things can last like a week before they start to fade. Yeah, he loves it. I got an extra one, thankfully, so I'll be able to put the new one on when this one finally uh, fades away. Um Chris, before we talk about Running with Sherman, I want to go back in time a bit to talk about your first book, Born to Run, which was a runaway bestseller. Um, When you were living that book, did you foresee that it was going to inspire both a barefoot running movement and a run on chia seeds? No. um, I thought it would be a popular book for sure. I thought this is a a great adventure story, and I thought people would read it because I didn't think there was anything else out there you know there's millions 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 of runners but no interesting books about running and the chia seeds and barefoot running really kind of caught me by surprise because i almost cut out the chapter about running shoes Mm. i thought it really kind of dragged down the narrative a little bit it wasn't propelling this forward i thought "Eh, maybe i should just cut this out but then i had second thoughts and I, i realized you know this is kind of important information People need to hear this. And so even though it kind of slows down the story, I'm going to leave it anyway. And lo and behold, it became one of the most um, sort of inflammatory and uh, well-recognized talking points of the, of the entire book. Yeah, and um, do you still run barefoot or in the minimalist shoes, or are you back in uh, quote-unquote normal shoes now? No, man, I would never wear those things again. <laughs> no way. Uh, it, it's garbage. They, they cause a lot of harm, mm. and I'm glad I'm out of them. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much, Chris. Um, Your new book, Running with Sherman, is about a donkey, and the book opens up on a scene uh, with this donkey being delivered to your home. Can you set the scene for our listeners? My daughter, when she was nine years old, I made the mistake of asking her what she wanted for her 10th birthday. (laughs) And, you know, I I thought it'd be something normal, and out of the blue, she says she wants a donkey. A donkey. And where we live, it's not really out of the question. You know, we live out in rural Pennsylvania, surrounded by Amish farms, and we have a little farm ourselves, you know, a little five-acre farm with some sheep and goats. So when I heard it, I was kind of like, all right, you know, this is not too crazy. And I, I knew what she wanted to do. She wanted to actually ride a donkey to school. Like, that was her thing, was if she had a donkey, she could chuck a saddle on it and ride it to school every day. So I, I kind of I was down with the idea. But when I started to ask around, there aren't many donkeys out here in Pennsylvania. Hmm. And the only one we heard about was a neighbor told us that he knew a guy who was a hoarder. He had he had a donkey locked in a stall. And everyone was actually trying to get this donkey away from the guy. So it seemed like a perfect opportunity. We wanted a donkey. They wanted to free this animal. And that's how the story begins. Excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, Christopher, I want to ask you about the issue of animal hoarding because I know a lot of people who adopt tens or dozens of animals oftentimes think they are helping these animals by providing them with a roof over their heads, but you saw a different reality and lived a different reality, and I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit towards this issue. 
in any circumstance, you need to have the balance to decide whether you're actually helping or harming a creature. And in this guy's case, in particular, he was killing these animals with his own love. He loved having them there, um, looked at them as family. I kept referring to them as family, but they're being held in such horrible conditions that any logical person will look at the situation and realize these animals need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chris. And when you rescued Sherman from this home, um, for lack of a better term, you began a long period of rehabilitation both mental and physical, and the goal of this rehabilitation was to give this donkey, Sherman, a purpose. And what was this purpose that you decided upon? The difficulty Sherman was facing was that he'd been immobile for so long that his digestive system was starting to seize up. You know, donkeys and horses rely on movement. They have to move their legs in order to digest their food. And if they don't, that food becomes solidified like, like cement. And it can kill them, a very painful death. So when we began to try to heal this Kidaki, one of the first things people told us was, you're going to have to get him moving and moving fast right away. And that's when I kind of got this idea of like, well, what if I turn him into my running partner? You know, what if his job every day is to go out for a run with me? It gives me a, a task I can share with him and, you know, it gives him something to look forward to every day. So that, that became our quest. Excellent. Thank you. Listeners, we are going to pause for a word from our sponsors, and then I will be right back with Christopher McDougall. The Book and Podcast is sponsored by Libro FM Audiobooks. Libro FM lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore, Quail Ridge Books. You can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of Bookin can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one. Go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter Bookin, B-O-O-K-I-N, in the promo code space. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I'm back with Christopher McDougall, author of Running with Sherman, published by our friends at Alfred K. Knopf. Chris, at what point of your relationship with Sherman, uh, this donkey with the heart of a hero, did you decide that this journey with him was going to be a book? Surprisingly, I was pretty deep into the process before I realized that there was a story there. Initially, this was like a four-alarm fire. We were just trying to keep this donkey alive. And even then, I'm not an animal person. I, I didn't really understand what I was getting into. And it's only after we've been working with this donkey for a few months that I become kind of intrigued by this whole notion of animal-human partnerships. You know, I always thought animals were just these kind of furry accessories that people have when walk around on leashes. It didn't dawn on me until I began to work with Sherman that there's a long and really rich history of humans partnering with animals, understanding each other, and actually learning from the animals. And that's when I thought, you know, something here's something really worthwhile, much like barefoot running, that people need to know about. Yeah, and along those lines, um, has your journey with Sherman influenced your outlook towards animal rights at all? 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. It's, um, it's driving me in a direction of, you know, I, I think the thing about animal rights is that it comes from a perspective that, you know, humans are these uh, sort of all powerful masters that can decide the fate of other creatures. And we're overlooking the fact that other creatures actually have decided the fate of mankind. We learned how to survive on this planet by partnering with other animals. And it's about time, you know, we kind of settle our debt. But on top of that, not only do these creatures deserve our compassion, respect, but I think we're just now rediscovering what a role they have in our lives at this very moment. You know, the fact that you can bring a dog, for instance, into a cancer ward and see the need for pain medication drop in half, stress and anxiety levels drop in half. That, that suggests to us that we are really taking our animal relationships for granted, that we're missing out on some really powerful medicine that it's at our disposal if we rekindle that friendship that we used to have for thousands and thousands of years. Thank you so much, Chris. And switching gears now, um, at some point of this narrative uh, in Running with Sherman, you decided to move from Philadelphia to Amish country. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what inspired this change of location and how living with minimal technology and technical infrastructure is different from living somewhere like Philadelphia, specifically the traditions from one way of life to the other? Yeah, it was pure impulse shopping. You know, we were living in Philly and started thinking, hey, it'd be kind of cool to get out of the city. Where else can we live? And, you know, uh, this is back in the late 90s, so you just start scanning around online. It's like the first time there were websites like Realtor.com and Zillow. So you start you know, window shopping from your laptop and all of a sudden this house pops up like, wow, man, look at this log cabin on a farm, on a Creek, middle of nowhere. Like sounds awesome. So we basically jumped first and then figured out how to fly later. I had no familiarity with farming at all Mm -hmm. or this kind of culture, but we jumped in and made it work. And over time we really started to appreciate and enjoy how much time our neighbors our Amish neighbors spend talking to each other instead of looking at screens and talking with their thumbs. Right. And, um, looking back now, do you think you made the right decision? Oh yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> sure, man. It's been 17 years now and <laughs> I, I hate leaving the house. Even now I'm like kind of notorious in the family of like, eh, what do you mean you want to go to London? What's right. wrong with peach pie? Let's just stay here. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, Chris, with Born to Run and Ultra Marathon Running and now running with Sherman and donkey races in high altitudes, uh, you seem drawn to these extreme physical activities. How did you evolve from a uh, street court rat who jumped from basketball game to basketball game in the inner city to an extreme sports enthusiast? I think what really lured me into these areas was kind of mystery of the unknown. These are things I didn't know about, and I became curious when I was writing Born to Run, I had never really heard about people running 100 miles. You know, I'd always heard that the marathon is the ultimate challenge. You know, Philippides died when he ran 26 miles. And then I started hearing about people running four marathons consecutively in the same day. That, that just struck me as impossible. So it was my own curiosity that got me interested. With running with Sherman, I think it was trying to understand like how on earth do you train a donkey to run 29 miles by your side? Like, how is that possible? And I just became curious about that world of people who have learned to train animals in a way that they actually communicate. I have a friend named Jenna who uh, hunts with a hawk 
She has her own hawk, and she can let this hawk loose, and it will fly over the trees and kill a rabbit and bring the rabbit back to her. Now, how on earth do you train a creature to do that? So, yeah, I think it was just purely my own ignorance and curiosity that got me involved. Mm -hmm. Do you still play basketball? You know what? I did start playing again. I went cold turkey about 30 years ago. So there was this point in my life where I realized, oh, man, dude, you're like making poor decisions based on basketball. Like I was considering turning down a job as a news reporter in Portugal because I really like playing ball in Philly. And I thought, look, man, you need to get this out of your life because it's starting to mess things up. So I quit. And then I started playing again uh, just a couple years ago. So I'm picking it up at age uh, I picked it up at age 55 when I stopped at age 25. Um, yeah. Uh, but finally, Chris, um, I want to ask you about Zeke, who was in Raleigh with you last week. I'm hoping you can tell our listeners a little bit about Zeke's story in Running with Sherman. Yeah, Zeke is um, the son of family friends, people we met out here in Lancaster County. And I'd known him since he was a little, a little kid. I sort of saw him periodically through the years and always knew him as this super high-performing uh, scholar-athlete. You know, a kid who was top of his class in high school, straight A's, valedictorian, um, you know, national-caliber elite swimmer. And then all of a sudden, during his freshman year in college at Penn State, he goes through a really difficult, life-threatening bout with clinical depression. And it was while he was home, recovering from that situation, that uh, he gave me a call and said, hey, man, I, I want to try to start running as a way of dealing with, with depression. And I said, okay, you can come running with us, but I got to tell you, uh, we're doing something kind of unusual. I didn't tell him right off the bat that we were running with donkeys. I wanted to make sure he showed up the next day. Mm -hmm. So Zeke showed up, and I said, here's what we're doing, man. Uh, we're trying to get these donkeys to run. You want to try it? And he's like, yeah. So that was it. And then once he began, it really changed everything for both him and us because he became this crucial element, like the key to solving this problem of how to get Sherman to run. Thank you, Chris. And yeah, as you say, Zeke's story is ultimately just as important uh, in this book as Sherman's. Listeners, I love this book and I really can't say enough great things about it. I think you should buy it for yourself, for a gift, for anyone that needs a feel-good story. Signed copies are available in-store at Quail Ridge Books and online at www.quailridgebooks.com while supplies last. I've been speaking with Christopher McDougall, author of Running with Sherman, published by our friends at Alfred K. Knopf. Christopher, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Jason, I really enjoyed it, man. Great conversation. Once again, I would like to thank Christopher McDougall for joining me. Signed copies of Running with Sherman can be purchased in-store at Quail Ridge Books and online at www.quailridgebooks.com while supplies last. Our sponsor is Libro.fm Audiobooks. Please navigate to Libro.fm and put in the promo code BOOKEND to get three months of audiobooks for the price of one. My name is Jason Jeffries, and this has been 